This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. A bipartisan bill to support year-round E15 sales were introduced in the U.S. Senate by Senators Fisher and Klobuchar. While there is optimism, lots of bills are introduced and few become law. Little was written on the prospects of its enactment. Maybe the key here is that the American Petroleum Institute is not opposing this bill. I would not take that as they're embracing ethanol, but there must be some structural reason they support E15. Over 33% of Americans now say that they would prefer an EV vehicle over one that is gasoline-powered, so maybe the API sees that as a larger threat and thinks that an alliance with ethanol to bring down their carbon score is the way to go against EVs. When ethanol companies sequester their CO2, then ethanol gets a carbon score that competes with EVs. We need CO2 pipelines to get built. While the trade has picked apart the biodiesel provisions in the recent EPA RVO update and found them wanting, there was no such disappointment for corn ethanol. Weakness in corn has been export-related rather than to do with ethanol. The ethanol industry got what they wanted from EPA for ethanol with a modest boost in the RBO for conventional ethanol for 2023-25, and even the offer of ERINs for EV manufacturers. The blend rate hit 10.5% this year. Gas prices have fallen near year-goal levels, which means no additional inflation. Lows are expected in diesel and gasoline prices this month that should be used for purchases for inventory building. Crude oil has declined to the $72 to $73 a barrel level, where Biden has stated that they will begin purchasing oil to restock the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That should function like a put option at this price level if the government does as they say. Time to buy oil. On the greens, wheat prices have fallen back to pre-Ukraine price levels, despite tighter U.S. stocks, lingering drought in the plains, and no lasting production or export recovery from Ukraine. Funds are the big short in wheat, and when the technical turn is single, they'll rush to bank profits. A bottom should be forming here. Potential exists for a weekly key upside reversal. While the EPA threw some cold water on future soy oil-based biodiesel demand, the market may have overreacted to the news. There are many crush plants being built, and most will be completed, expanding crush capacity in the U.S., these new plants will crush soybeans, so domestic demand will improve, even if crush margins deteriorate. The technical support for soybeans has thus far held up. The trend is sideways consolidation, winding into a wedge chart formation. The breakout will determine the trend going forward next year. On the cattle, Rabobank says that the beef cow culling rate will be a record 13.5% this year. That underlines the seriousness and the regional scope of the drought, making it the most powerful fundamental impacting the beef industry. Many are counting on La Nina to fade in 2023 and the drought in prime cattle country to fade when it does. As noted, the 89-year drought cycle targeting 2025 suggests that the drought could vacillate this decade before fully abating. The cheapest corn in the U.S. is located near Chicago delivery terminals and most feedlots are out of range of affordable truck transportation. The trains are running westward, bringing corn from where it is in the eastern Corn Belt to where the supply is tight in the western Corn Belt and Plain states. 
This is a logistics challenge. The weak Chicago Board of Trade corn price at least starts the process off with cheap corn. The feedstuff that has not shown any propensity to weaken is hay, staying elevated. A record all-time monthly price was set for alfalfa hay in October at $281 a ton. Maybe they need to get a Chicago Board of Trade hay futures contract going so that they have a means to undermine those prices like corn. Actually, hay exports have remained strong from the West Coast. Asian buyers were not all that price sensitive. The increase of fertilizer prices strongly impacts alfalfa production economics because of the amount of fertility that a ton of alfalfa removes costs so much more to replace. A footnote on hogs. The change in the industry that most profoundly impacted hog price discovery occurred when the tipping point was reached when integrated packers own so many hogs that they now have a vested interest in their value. Until recently, packers who own hogs held a sustained advantage. This month, integrated packer margins went negative. Seasonal loads should be forming in both hogs and pork values. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.